Well, guess what? We're going to go to it right now. It is time for the campus. Kona. Woo! How do you not get excited when you hear those drums hit? Okay. Well, well so I got to tell you, man, I know you said this isn't a great week in the college football. Uh-huh. I disagree with you, man. Penn State, Ohio State, big noon kickoff in Columbus. I'm invested. You got the third Saturday in October. And I think Tennessee can go uh, into Tuscaloosa and, and get a win on the road against the Crimson oh, Tide. Oh, okay, your boy Joe Milton. You've got you've got uh, USC, Utah. Someone's getting eliminated yeah. from the playoffs. Yeah. And then look at you, oh, Duke, Florida State, mm-hmm. Clemson, Miami's. This is a really good week in well, the college football. I was saying that it's not a loaded slate, but there are good games on the docket to be able to check out. So let's get into it as far as some of the local teams are concerned. The biggest local game of the weekend, our choices, Charlotte and East Carolina, Furman and Western Carolina, Clemson and Miami, Virginia and North Carolina, App and ODU, and South Carolina and Missouri. They are on the slate this weekend for games. If I had to pick the biggest local game of the weekend, it would be the one that I forgot to throw into the rundown. Duke and Florida State. To me, it's no question here. This is a big spot for both teams. And get this. Duke has never beaten Florida State. Okay? Never. Florida State is 21-0 and all-time against the Blue Devils. Also, Florida State's on a 12-game winning streak, too. So, they're one of the hottest teams in college football. Duke comes in with the defense that is top five in the nation in total defense. They have one of the best defenses in terms of pass efficiency. We know that they can run the football with the best of them going up against those high-powered Seminoles under the lights. Dope Campbell. This is going to be a huge game. I can't wait for it. We still don't know if Riley Leonard is going to play, but if not, Henry Beelan, the fourth, will go. And I think that he's more than capable of executing this upset. I think that Duke has a chance to really muddy this game up with that defense. And Florida State, man, they've had some really good wins. And to your credit, I feel like the LSU win was a little bit diminished because of how they've been. They're a good Mm -hmm. team, but not a top-five team like we thought they were coming into the season. Definitely didn't play great against Boston College. Virginia Tech, they had spurts there where Virginia Tech got close and then they they took it out. They blew out Syracuse. So I think to me, that's the biggest local game of the weekend. Duke's really got a shot uh, to go in there to Tallahassee and really make some noise. And it would really upset the apple cart, so to speak, when you talk about the college football playoff, because I think that if Florida State takes an L, it's going to be very detrimental to the ACC as far as getting a team in the playoffs. And it would hurt Florida State's chances immensely. And it would put all of the pressure on the heels to be the college football playoff representative for the ACC. This game is fascinating because Duke's defense is going to keep them in the game no matter who's that quarterback. I don't see Florida State putting up more than 24 points on on, on Duke. That's how good the Blue Devils' uh, front seven is. Think about what Mike Elko's done in a year and a half. In twice in less than a month. Duke's played primetime games on ABC mm-hmm. against Notre Dame, a college football power brand, and now Florida State, a team that I think is the best team in this conference, a team that I think is ready to make its return to the national scene of college football. But I think Duke can play with them no matter who's in at quarterback. So it's it's going to be fascinating. Do you think, Wes, that – the ACC's best shot at getting a team in the playoff is an undefeated Florida State. I don't think a one-loss Duke, a one-loss Carolina no. is, yeah. is, is, is going to get in. Like, As much as I want to see Carolina in the playoff, they got to go undefeated. 
I think that's too much to ask for. For us to get a team in the dance, it feels like it's going to be undefeated Florida State. Yeah, there needs to be an undefeated team coming out of the ACC, and I think that ACC championship game has to be of national interest as far as having two teams that are at minimum inside of the top ten. Joe Klatt gave Duke the blueprint to be able to win this game or at least a key part of their plan. Let's hear what Joe Klatt had to say on the Joe Klatt Show. If there, if there is a knock on Florida State's defense is that their run defense is, is not great. If you look at the Florida State run defense numbers, you'll actually see that if you strip out sacks, they're giving up about five yards per carry. They're 94th in the country in yards per carry allowed. Mm. So if I'm Duke, test it. Get after them. Try to get after them in the run game. That's what I think that they should be should, should be doing. This is one of the best rushing attacks in all of college football. They average 198 and a half yards per game. That leads the ACC and one of the best in the country. 17 rushing touchdowns. They're averaging 5.6 yards per carry. And yes, that rushing defense of Florida State, 10th in the ACC. I think that's definitely the way to go, especially if you start Henry Beal in the fourth. That's going to be Duke's M.O. coming into that stadium and to slow down the high-powered offense of Florida State by keeping them on the sideline, even though they've got a phenomenal defense. Florida State's offense, 42.2 points per game, leading the ACC. I know FSU's got Jared Verse on its defensive line. I don't think they're as physical up front as Notre Dame was. You go back to when Duke wasn't able to finish the, you know, that upset off. It was really because they got worn down up front. Mm-hmm. FSU's got dudes. They've got bodies. But I do think if Duke is committed enough to it, if they get the if 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 it's a one possession game in the fourth quarter, they can still run the ball. Mm-hmm. I think they got a shot. If this thing go gets out of hand, like Florida State spots them a quick fourteen because they're at home. Mm-hmm. It's a big play offense. And then Jared Verse and that and that defense can pin its ears back. This thing could get ugly, but Duke's just too they're 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 too well coached. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're just too damn good. Like last year, we thought it was a coaching. It was all about Elko. Mm -hmm. No, he's getting the most out of the talent. And that's why I think they're going to travel down there and they're going to compete as much as any team has against the Noles so far in 23. Yeah, Florida State's total defense, 10th in the ACC. They're surrendering 5.3 yards per play. So Duke definitely has... Uh, something that they can go to, that they can lean on. And I know that Florida State is going to be cognizant of that. And they're going to, I think their plan is going to be to stop the run first. So also, when we look at these games out of the local slate, the most upset potential uh, that is here. And so there are definitely a lot of choices. If I had to pick a game, I would have to go with Fiddy Yatar Hills. I think that has the most upset potential because of the rivalry. And because when I spoke to you about this, this was a game that you weren't quite sure of. Now, I know Virginia has been horrible, but they almost beat NC State. Penalties really hurt them uh, in that game down the stretches. They were able to battle back. They do have to go into Chapel Hill. The ACC has been weird. Just when we thought that Louisville was in the clear as a clear-cut contender, they go and lose to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, Virginia, North Carolina, the South's oldest rivalry, correct? That, that is game correct. right there to me would have the biggest upset potential, not necessarily because I feel that Virginia has a real, real shot to win, but this would just be damning for all parties involved if Virginia was able to rise up and beat the Tar Heels. I'm not going to lie to you, Wes. If, if I, and I'll be in Keenan tomorrow night to watch this game, if I watch them lose at home to Virginia – 
Shroppy will be the full time board uh, moving forward because I will no right. longer I will no longer be here. <laughs> I will I, because I don't know if I can handle in less than a year watching my team lose at home to Georgia Tech and lose at home to Virginia. But look, Tony Elliott needs something. Yeah, he does. He needs something to hang his hat on. Rivalry games are what make the sport what it is, and it's these types of moments that 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 deliver. You know. Some some of the bet the most intrigue and so I've said all year long this is the the most I've been confident in a fast start to Carolina, but do I trust them a hundred percent? Hell no. This is Tar Heel football. I know at some point they're probably going to let me down. I don't think it's tomorrow though. That game's at home. It's in Chapel Hill. I don't see them getting caught up by a bad, and I mean a bad Virginia team. Yeah. So we've got on the text line going an eight oh six number out of Texas. Said, I will die on the hill that FSU is overrated. If Riley plays, Duke wins. Roger the Irishman says one loss, Duke goes to the tax slayer muffler bowl. So, okay, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dennis E says that FSU has been dodging fate. Fate catches up this weekend. Okay, that's one thing that I think about, too. I think about omens like that and that Duke has one of their best teams arguably ever, maybe their best team ever. The fact they've never beaten Florida State, that's going to be on their minds. And the fact that Florida State is on this win streak, because if you think about it, 12 games, they get to the college football playoffs, they would be sitting in an 18-19 game win streak. Do we feel like Florida State's that type of juggernaut to have that type of stat under their belt? That's that's the interesting part. Bradley Blank says, let's go Duke. Uh, Playmaker Baker disagrees with you, Fitty. He says Alabama won't lose two years in a row to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I watch a lot of Alabama. I watched that game last week at, at home against Arkansas, and they couldn't put away uh, K.J. Jefferson and the Razorbacks. Yeah, Joe Milton hasn't been the guy I thought he was going to be because that arm, I, the, the arm talent's too good for the passing to be as bad as it's been. But if Tennessee stays committed to the run, they're better defensively. You force a couple mistakes from Jalen Milrow. Don't be surprised if, if Tennessee comes out of comes out of Brian Denny with another win. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's so hard to go in there and beat Bama at Bama. It takes a gargantuan effort. Uh, on all fronts to be able to go in there and beat them. And like you said, me, you and I disagree on Joe Milton. I don't think that uh, he's what he's been cracked up to be, especially with the folklore that you hear about the arm strength and all of that stuff. I think he's a solid quarterback, but I don't know. It's just something about Bama with Milro. They make just enough plays to be able to win this game. And so I'll ask you, uh, as we're up against it, do you see uh, any big upsets? in the national landscape of college football this weekend. And obviously, I would feel like that your biggest game is no doubt Penn State and Ohio State. That game's going to be a lot of fun, even though I think Penn State, like they always do, they can't beat anybody uh, that's on their level or above. So I'm going to take Ohio State at home in that one. Ohio State's a five-point favorite. But do you see any big upsets on the horizon in college football this weekend. I mean, if I, if, if I were to go out there and say that I think Penn State beats Ohio State, how much of an upset are we calling? They're two top seven teams, mm-hmm. and they're two teams, they're two teams that we don't really know a whole lot about uh, just because in the Big Ten you don't really play anybody until November. The answer is no, though. I think the results you expect to see 
whether it's in Columbus or down there in Tuscaloosa, out there uh, uh, on the West Coast, I think they're going to happen, which means we'll get chaos. Yeah. Because that's 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 just how this sport works. When, 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 we're, when we're expecting chalk, we get upsets left and right. And so I wouldn't be surprised if the sport gets turned upside down this weekend. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina going into Missouri. We know South Carolina, the heartbreaking loss that they took against Florida. How will they respond to that? Maybe they can go into Missouri. Missouri's only a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Can they go to Missouri and be able to get a win against Willie P's fighting Tigers? We'll I don't see. think so. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tall order, but I think that's the game. And South Carolina seems to be able to hang with most teams that they play. It's just critical mistakes here or there that give them the loss. And then Shane Beamer will be up there blaming everybody uh, but himself. <laughs> he'll blame the mascot. He'll pick somebody he'll break, out. He'll break his other foot. Yeah, he'll be able to pick somebody else to say that the loss was responsible for and not because of coaching or anything that he did.